We all know the effectiveness of email marketing when done right, but how many of us are really doing it right? If you want to win email marketing, watch the next 30 minutes, check in on the hashtag YFE chat, and introduce yourself on the chat on YFELive.com. We've got MailChimp on the show tonight, so stay tuned. Welcome everyone to another YFE Chat Live. If you're watching live, like I said, make sure that you check in using the hashtag YFE Chat and introduce yourself on YFELive.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. You can tweet me at Jennifer Dono during this. And uh, so tonight's episode is 102 and it's all about effective email marketing. And we've got a representative from MailChimp on, which we did last year as well. And it was one of our best shows. I still have people emailing me about it today, asking me questions about MailChimp. And I have to say, I don't work for MailChimp. I'm a big fan but this video will clear up everything if you have questions make sure that you chat them in uh, tonight's episode episode 102 is brought to you by Ovali TV Ovali believes in building community through shared experiences we produce professional live webcasts like this one that bring tribes together and by MailChimp MailChimp is the best way to design send and share email newsletters you can get started today at MailChimp.com for free and so while MailChimp MailChimp is a sponsor of the show. It's not part of their agreement. They didn't have to come on or do anything for us. This is just the kind of people MailChimp is or the people that work for MailChimp, who they are. They just, they're very helpful. They're very supportive, especially of small businesses and especially, especially of female owned small businesses. So Let's talk a little bit about YFE before we bring on Allison. A couple of things, the action calendar, dailyactioncalendar.com. If you signed up for our MailChimp newsletter that we send out using MailChimp, our newsletter, uh, we have a daily action item that you can check off if you want to receive it. So some of you have been receiving those every day. It's an item where we tell you what to do. There's a nice little reasoning behind it and then a quote and an image and people have been sharing pictures using the hashtag YFE action on Instagram and on Twitter. And it was really fun. Today was um, a happy moment. It's throwback Thursday. And it was really cool to see what some of you have posted. Tomorrow is to post your favorite quote using, again, the hashtag YFE action. Inspire other young female entrepreneurs and share a little bit more about yourself. That's what it's all about. And then, of course, Book Club, The 48 Laws of Power is still happening. Uh, we're on our next question tomorrow. And then finally, next Thursday's guest, for those of you drinking wine right now, you're going to like it. It's the founder of DrinkPristine.com. She and her co-founders created a company that makes sure that the consumer knows if the wine bottle that they're purchasing is of the best quality. So it's going to be really interesting to talk to her about servicing the wine industry and the different pain points these winemakers and distributors have. So if you've ever wanted to work with winemakers, tomorrow or next Thursday show is perfect for you. So let's go ahead and bring Allison on. So again, she's a representative from MailChimp. Allison, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Jen. So we all know what MailChimp is. We just talked about it, I feel like, for the last five minutes. So Allison, what do you do at MailChimp? I'm a brand manager in the marketing department, and I work primarily with e-commerce businesses. So um, I work a lot uh, sponsoring events and traveling to those across the country uh, and developing marketing materials and doing events like this uh, to help commerce businesses be successful using MailChimp. So you speak directly to the users then? 
I do. I work with our customers a lot. That's awesome. So now MailChimp, we all know, again, is email marketing, and there's not too much more that we can really talk about with that. But there's an interesting part where there, I feel like you're one of the only service providers that is free now up to, is it 2,000 users? Yeah, it's 2,000 subscribers or 12,000 emails sent a month. Um, awesome. So you could send to 2,000 people six times and still be a free user so forever. Cool. But see, now you also have the paid-for version, and I uh, pay for um, the version that I'm using, and that was primarily because of autoresponders. So what are the main differences between the free version that I'm sure most of the people that are watching are using um, versus the one that you actually pay for? Uh, so there's a few different features that you get as a paid user. Um, you know, once you go over that send limit or subscriber limit, you're going to get into the paid zone. Uh, but that can start as low as, I think, like 10 bucks a month. Um, but the free features that you're going to get are list management, um, A-B testing for any of your campaigns, uh, you know, use of our um, drag and drop editor to create and design your campaigns, your landing pages. Um, your sign-up forms, most of our, there's a lot of our integrations that are free, um, and it's free to use them with a free account. Uh, you also can use our groups feature and segmenting features when you're targeting your campaigns, as well as our RSS to email feature for bloggers, which is um, a really popular feature for them. Uh, and then there's one more <laughs> I have written down here. There's a lot of them. Um, using merge tags is also a free feature. Um, uh, like you mentioned, autoresponders is a paid feature, and that is, um, there's two ways that you can pay with MailChimp. It's on a monthly basis, or you can pay as you go and buy credits. Um, so as soon as, even at the lowest level of kind of getting started on that paid plan, you could use those. Um, we do have what's called our inbox inspector, where you can send out a campaign to see how it would look in different email clients, like Outlook, Gmail, Yahoo, um, there's a whole slew of them, uh, but that's a paid feature. And then... Um, and that's actually really helpful because I've been surprised sometimes how awful the emails that I think look great on the one format and then I pop over to what it would look like on another. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to fix that. Yeah, and Outlook is definitely one I feel like I hear people using a lot to yeah. see what it looks like. Um, there's a couple other ones. Time Warp, which is a feature that... Um, which I love. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad to hear you use it. Um, and for people watching that don't know, that will uh, that feature allows you to set up a campaign to send at the time zone that your subscribers are in. Um, so I'm on the East Coast, and when you send an email out, I'll get it, you know, at 9 p.m. my time, whereas you guys might get it at 9 p.m. kind of West Coast time. Uh, and then we do have um, a feature called Discover Similar Subscribers. So if you're setting up segments in your list and you, um, you, know, you have a couple filters that you're using and you want to find people who might react similarly to the content that you're sending, um, you can use that feature to kind of data mine your list for you and pull together a whole new segment to send to. So I wanna, I'll jump back to autoresponders in just a minute because I wanted to talk more about that because, again, that was one of the features that made me pay for it um, and I think has been really effective as far as our community goes and growing our community. But since you were talking about data, and that's another thing that I've tried all of the different email clients out there. I've tried 
um, Aweber, um, what's that really expensive one? Anyway, I've tried them all. And I really like that MailChimp is just really, really freaking easy. <laughs> I don't know how to best say that, but it's just like you said, drag and drop. And another thing is that you're data oriented. If you, if anyone looks at the MailChimp blog, whether you're a subscriber to MailChimp or not, you're going to gain something from it. Uh, but like you said, you can actually find like subscribers, you can find people that are in your area, and you can really pinpoint things. And so segmenting, I feel like, is a big uh, a big interest or something that you really want that MailChimp is encouraging small businesses to, to utilize. So why should we pay attention to segmenting? So there's, um, there's a couple of reasons for that. And one is really good for you as a sender and one is really good for your subscribers. Um, so our CEO, Ben, has talked a lot in the past about reducing irrelevancy uh, by segmenting your list. Um, so if you have a list of maybe 50,000 people and they come from all different places, uh, if you s target your message through seg segmenting, it's not that you're making it more relevant to the people you're actually sending to, but you're not bombarding um, everybody else on your list that might not need to see that message um, and not overwhelming their already overloaded inboxes um, with use useless content. So it shows that you're kind of considering what's of interest to them um, and trying to send them things that they're interested in and that's relevant for them to see. Um, and the other side of that, for especially for people with businesses, when you are targeting your messages using segmenting, you generally will have better response rates and fewer people opting out of your list. Uh, and so in the long run, you know, if you're selling a service or a product, that's going to be financially beneficial for you to keep people on your list and keeping them interested in the content that you're sending um, over time. Well, I found the more I segment, the better, like you said, I, I can totally just say yes, amen, that's totally true, segmenting. And I tend to do that a lot with YFE. And then also one of the tips that we got last year was as far as when someone opens an email, um, if you need to do a follow-up with them, they're more likely to open up that again and not unsubscribe or something like that versus sending it to people that did not open the email. Uh, because there's a tendency if someone didn't open the email, you send them another one. Well, that person yeah. will then unsubscribe. Is that still kind? Is that still true? I think it kind of depends. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about this when we get into our autoresponders uh, discussion. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about autoresponders yeah. now because again, that's one of the reasons what I I what I did there is when someone signs up for YFE, there's a lot of different components with young female entrepreneurs, and I know that someone's not going to read through an entire email of all the different things that are going on. So I've set it up so that an email goes out one week, and then it'll go up and the next week. So tell us more about the autoresponder feature with Mailchimp. Yeah. So. Um if people have been looking at other services, you might have heard it call, be called marketing automation. Um, we call the feature specifically autoresponders. Um, so if you're familiar with any kind of automation tool, it's very similar to that um, in that you can set up messages to interact with your customers or your subscribers at the right point that they need information without having to always go in and kind of segment on a manual basis all the time. Um, and so welcome emails are a really popular way to use that feature in MailChimp and kind of overall for a lot of automation software. Um, you know, I like recommending using autoresponders to welcome people to your product or your service um, because it's a, it's a good way to get people introduced to what you're offering. 
um, instead of kind of just dumping them right into campaigns where they might not know uh, where you're coming from or all the things that you have to offer, a nice welcome series uh, slowly introduces them to you and your company um, before they're kind of full in everything that you're sending. So going, I mean, auto autoresponders, like you said, is a, is a trend, I feel like. Mm-hmm. marketing automation whatever it is I feel like a lot of coaches are pushing the idea of automating our communication so what other trends based off of the data that MailChimp is collecting are is happening in 2014 automation is a really big one um, and then personalization of content is another big trend that we've been seeing um, so I talked to one of our data scientists today to see if he's seen the same things that I am um, in trying to develop content that's really uh, personalized on an individual basis is a really big trend for our users and kind of the email marketing world in general. And that plays plays a little bit with automation in that you wanna deliver personalized content at the right moment in a customer's experience with your brand or your, or your site. Um, and so those are definitely two big things that we're exploring and, and learning more about this year. Well, what about as far as the content goes? This is another thing that I really like that MailChimp is putting out in the blog. Uh, So, Allison, while you might not know today as far as what content performs better than others, people can just go to the blog and you have a number of examples. But do you have any idea as far as content goes? Uh, For autoresponders or just in general? For in general, yeah. So you talked about personalization, but is there a a certain type of um, content in the way that it's laid out, like bullet points or shorter emails, that type of performance? Is that something that you guys are able to tell us more about? It's kind of hard to talk about what generally what content is uh, most successful because it really is very individualized. so what might work for one company in one vertical market um, might not be the same for a different company because the subscriber base is very unique to each brand. You know, and I think that's an important thing to remember uh, is that when we hear coaches or certain people saying this is what you need to do with your email marketing, well, that might be effective for them because they are their brand and the way yeah. that they communicate might be different than how we do it. So I think that's that's a great point of advice as far as, um, you know, just to remember that everyone is different. <laughs> yeah, and something that um, I talk with smaller businesses a lot is, um, you know, if you're nervous about trying something new with your campaigns is to use that segmenting feature and take a segment of your list and try it out and see how it goes. Oh, that's Uh, a good idea. And so you can try maybe some image-based emails, some text-based emails, a mix of both with different portions of your list and kind of try it out for a few weeks or a couple months, um, see how it goes, and then start rolling it out over your the whole of your list. Um, and that's a good way to try new things without you know, being worried you're gonna lose all your subscribers at once. Well, and you know, this is something that I feel like a lot of us will just get lazy on with email marketing is that the segmenting and all of the extra little things, the personalization, I feel like at the end of the day, sometimes we just hit send and hope everything goes well. But yeah. the data has shown that email marketing is so much more effective than throwing something out on Facebook or Twitter. I mean, those subscribers are worth lots of money to people. And so it makes sense to put that extra effort in. Yeah. And speaking of subscribers, 
<laughs> we all want more subscribers. I think that's like the number one yeah. goal is for everyone to get more subscribers. And the trend mm-hmm. in the past has been to put out an ebook or something free that when someone signs up, they get an automatic download. Uh, what yeah. are some ways that we can get more people subscribing to our email list? Um, you made a really good point with social media. That is a really great way to build your list. Um, you know, if you've got a community built on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter um, or Google Plus, wherever your brand is in social media, that's a nice, that's a good place to share the fact that you're sending longer form messages directly to people's inboxes. Um, that's the biggest one that I usually share with people because most people do have a Facebook page or a Twitter account that they're actively using. Um, if you go to events, um, you know, whether you're exhibiting at them or, um, you're simply attending, you can start collecting email addresses there. Um, so we have this third party, well, actually we developed an app called Chippity Doo, which you can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but you can uh, download it on your iPad or your iPhone, and um, it might work on Android devices too. I'm not positive on that. Um, but you can gather email address signups, kind of any event that you're at, and it works offline and online and syncs directly with your MailChimp account. Um, and so if you're, that's something I talk to a lot with businesses that sell products at trade shows or, um, Anybody who exhibits at any kind of event, that's a really great way because they're pre-qualified people that are definitely interested in you and your company um, and capturing them, you know, when they're in the middle of that interest in a way that you don't have to manually type in business cards later is really helpful. That's a great point. Um, well, and I want to oh, mention no. really fast about the applications. We just showed on the screen uh, a screenshot that Mailchimp has a, an editor on um, for the iPad, so you can get the email started on your desktop and then go and watch a show in bed or something like that, <laughs> and keep editing the email with your iPad. Um, that was one of the fun features that I really liked. But is there any other ways that we can add subscribers apart from? Um, from events and making sure that we're right there. I think that's a great point yep. just to remind people that when someone is interested in you, if they are on your website, if they're there, make sure that they sign up so that you're not going back later. Yeah, and definitely adding uh, forms to your website that people can sign up that are easy to find um, and easy to use. Uh, a lot of times I think there's a missed opportunity when people can register for your website. Um, so capturing them when they're registering, you know, it could just be a checkbox that's checkbox that says yes please opt me in um, or similarly check out when uh, you're purchasing a product and check out yeah that's a great point and I feel like a lot of people uh, automatically add me to their list when I check out sometimes <laughs> what's yeah. the thought on that is that uh, is that a faux pas is that something yeah. that is effective I, I would say that I mean it is effective because they're definitely getting getting you on their list um, but I would And I think MailChimp as a whole would recommend against doing that. Um, Email marketing should be, is a permission-based form of marketing. So it should be an agreement between your subscriber that says, yes, please add me and please um, send me what you, send me your news, send me your newsletter. And then you as the business would be sending them the content they're asking for. Um, We have a policy at MailChimp that you can't add bot lists or you can't add subscribers to your MailChimp account that haven't already given you permission um, just because we feel like that's that's good marketing and that's being considerate of the people you're trying to market to. 
Well, you know, and I feel like I've had an increase in people, which is funny. Over the years, uh, it's been a big no-no not to do this. But recently, if I reach out to someone of high profile to be on the show or whatever it is, I'm suddenly added to their list. And I and these are smart, you know, high profile marketers, and yet I'm still being added. So I think it's an interesting trend to just see what's going on with that and why people feel they're kind of I don't know. It seems like a very um, high amount of confidence to just be able to like, oh, you, well, you're gonna want to hear from me from now on. So yeah. Allison, I wanted to get to gather because, like I said before this, I texted people uh, and got really excited. <laughs> and it's for event producers, and it was something that Mailchimp created. And you were mm-hmm. explaining earlier that you've been using it internally, and this is an SMS service where people yes. can go to a form, put in their phone number, and receive text alerts from from event producers. Mm-hmm. But it has a really cool twist on it as far as permission and privacy goes. Yes. Um, so the gather event, I don't know if uh, your listeners know the background story, but our CEO, Ben, was getting lost to events and really didn't have a good way to um, talk to organizers to figure out how to get where he needed to go. And so uh, our team invented the app um, where your subscribers can come and request to um, request to get text message alerts leading up to events. So um, anybody who signed up with you, I don't believe we have access to your phone number. Um, It's not something I personally have used yet, but I have heard really wonderful things, um, you know, just from our internal staff that's been using it. um, And then customers who do have, you know, the occasional event. Um, But again, it's permission-based, so you can't kind of mine people's phone numbers and add them in and then send the messages. You really have to... um, be on, on good terms with the people that you want to communicate with and, and have them asking for the updates. Well, and so I was telling you before this that I got excited because we do these live events and we consider this live webcast as an event. It's mm-hmm. something that happens every Thursday. So the idea that someone could give me their their phone number and feel safe about it because the, the number expires. So I can't text any of you guys after tomorrow. Yes. And yeah, and it, every time it sends, it's a new phone number that's going out, I believe. And it, yeah, so it protects me. I'm not texting anyone mm-hmm. personally with using my number. It's using Mailchimp's number, and so it's just a nice service all the way around. And one of the people that were that's on um, that accepted the text and signed up for Gather uh, was asking as far as if you're a Mailchimp subscriber. Um, and this is from Melanie. She's asking, can uh, can they use the phone numbers that they've already gathered in Mailchimp? I am not one hundred percent sure on that, but I am gonna um, talk to the Gather team when I get back in the office tomorrow. And um, Melanie is welcome to email me, Allison at Mailchimp dot com, or if anybody has questions that I can't answer tonight, um, I'm happy to look them up for you. But um, and I think this might just be, uh, since it's a new product, yeah. but I got really excited about it because SMS marketing is something that is another really effective thing because, you know, if I'm sending out an email, sometimes I don't know what inbox it's going through. I don't know what filter it's going through. So if I have a last minute type of request or reminder, is that person going to see it when I want them to see it? Probably not. Uh, and yeah. the fact that I have permission to go to someone's home screen via text message is is that is golden that's that is so exciting to me and the idea that you could 
intentionally use those emails that you've gathered or the phone numbers you've gather gathered along with email addresses, that makes me think that MailChimp is might be making a move towards SMS marketing. And I could totally be talking out of turn here. Or maybe that you guys are exploring the idea of acquiring an SMS company. I know that's something that Constant Contact has done in the past. Is that something that you're able to speak on now? <laughs> uh, as far as I know, we are not working on either of those things. Um, generally, when we... But you know what? Here's the thing. If, if, yeah. if MailChimp does create an SMS marketing arm or acquires a company that does that... Everyone, mark my words. You remember that you heard it from Jen first. Okay. <laughs> and I, you will be the first one I call okay. to test it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, when we develop features and tools, it's usually uh, from a need that we've discovered either on our own and saying, oh, hey, you know, it'd be really great if we could do this. And then um, we've got a really great culture where people can just go build it. Um and then we put it to use, and if it's really great for us and we think it'd be good for our customers, then we launch it to everybody else. Um, we've got a new product that we launched about a year ago now, maybe maybe two years, um, called Mandrill, which is a transactional email service um, that works in tandem with MailChimp. Um, and we had somebody who was just thought it would be a good idea, so he built it, and now it's a, a new growing product on um, that has its own whole team in our building, which is really exciting. So what's Mandrill again? Because this is these are this is another reason why I like Mailchimp, and it's important if you guys are thinking about what type of mail uh, provider to use. There's a lot out there, and there's a lot of small companies too that are doing this because it's easy and it's the margins are good coming from a hosting background. I've met a number of them, um, but the um, the thing is. MailChimp integrates with other services. So we're talking mm -hmm. about forms on the website. If you don't want to create your own forms, it integrates with WordPress and things like that. And then mm -hmm. also um, shopping. If you're doing like one, what's that shopping, one shopping cart or whatever it is. I mean, it, it integrates uh, with everything. Yeah, we've got a number of, um, so quick on your question for Mandrill. Uh, Mandrill is a transactional email service, which means um, the emails that you get when you know you might check out that kind of auto sends from a website that says, oh, these are all the things that you order, that's a kind of transactional email. Um, it's not a campaign. It's not, uh, it's not an autoresponder. Um, the, the water between autoresponder and transactional email gets a little fuzzy, um, but transactional email is really kind of one-to-one, uh, -one, really specific data-driven messaging. Um, but as far as our other integrations, we do have a lot, um, specifically for commerce businesses, we have some shopping cart integrations. Um, one is kind of our standard e-commerce 360 integration, which works with, I think, um, Drupal and 3D cart and big commerce and quite a few um, development platforms. And then we also, um, so there's a couple things. We have a very open API, which allows other companies to build integrations for our service. Um, so if there's a need for their business and they want to use MailChimp, they're welcome to build on our platform um, and synchronize with their accounts. And then we also have an integration fund that looks at applications for really great integrations that work with our service and, and helps support them financially. And how do you get, ex how do you find out more about the fund? 
Uh, if you go to our integrations directory on our website, I think it's connect.mailchimp.com, there should be more information there. Okay. So and we I know, have, I know a number of people I'm sure would be interested in that. Yes. Uh, I think we had a blog post last month about it as well. So if you kind of scroll through the last few posts on the blog, you should find it. Very cool. We right. just announced a whole new um, round of funding for it, which is very exciting for us. Yeah, I think I read something about that. And another thing is that you have experts directory too, which I think is cool. So if you're a designer or developer, you can get listed in this, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so if you're a designer or developer that works specifically with email or um, email marketing, uh, yeah, um, you can, I think you have to apply to be a part of that. And I don't know the link off the top of my head, but if you search on our site, you should be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, and then if you're on the other end and you need somebody to help you with your marketing strategy or designing your emails, or just getting started, we've got resources for you to kind of look at and people that we would recommend. Awesome. Well, Allison, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I know there's a lot that we could be talking around email marketing. So if anyone has questions, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can get hold of me, Allison, at MailChimp.com, and it's Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. Thank you so much for doing that, and where can everyone find out more about MailChimp? MailChimp.com, and <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely check out our blog. Um, there's a lot of really, really great content on there. There is, definitely, for sure. All right, Allison, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, you've just been watching Allison Van Houten. She is uh, from MailChimp.com, and hopefully you gained something from it as far as making, creating effective email marketing. For me, it really drives home to take the extra time and really plan out the email segment and make sure that everything is really personalized. If anything, you're respecting your customer, your viewer, your community, whatever it is. So, um, again, this has been Jennifer Dono. This is episode 102 of YFE Chat Live. You can find all past episodes on iTunes and on YouTube. iTunes has both the audio and video format, and then YouTube, of course, is video. So, next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on YFELive.com, we're doing the same thing, 30 minutes, with DrinkPristine.com's founder. It's going to be lots of fun. Make sure that you have your wine bottles ready. All right, see you next Thursday, everyone. Thanks so much for showing up live.